Welcome to It's All Stover, the world's premier Matthew Stover podcast, where we discuss the works of science fiction fantasy author Matthew Woodring Stover. This is our episode zero. I am Carter Richmond, and joining me is my co-host, Ina. Hi. That's me. That is you. Uh, as this is our episode zero, normally we will be going through... Um, a book or part of a book that uh, Stover has written. Uh, but today we're just going to talk about why we're doing this podcast, what our method's going to be, uh, and what our history with this guy's books are. Um, so, Ina, what Stover books have you read already before we started this? Not counting the one we've already read for this podcast. I think this is probably going to be a similar story to most people who are familiar with Matthew Stover as an author in that I have read three of his Star Wars novels and one of his original novels. Um, I, which... I, think, I think you might be one original novel above many of the people listening to this on that. Which is kind of a bummer because like, when I was a teenager... So, okay, so I obviously I read... Um, Actually, I didn't read episode three first. Uh, I distinctly remember. I don't remember the context, but I was like 11 years old, maybe 10 years old, 11 years old, the year that episode three, the movie came out. And I was in some situation where my mom was going to buy me a book and she was like, pick a book to receive. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, sick. We were like in the bookshop. And I was like, oh, yo, this episode three, the book has a sick cover. I would like the episode three book. And she, it was the hardcover and she looked at it and it cost like $30. And she was like, absolutely not pick another one. Um, so I thought Mace Windu was very cool because I was a child and his lightsaber was purple. So I just picked Shatterpoint, which was the other Clone Wars era novel that Matthew Stover had written entirely by coincidence off of the shelf and got that and was reading that extremely adult Heart of Darkness novel uh, as like an 11 year old. And I just fell right in love. And then when I was in high school, I read episode three of the book and I sought out one of his other Star Wars novels. And then when I was an edgy teenager, I read one of his edgy 90s fantasy books uh, called Heroes Die, which I think <laughs> gives you the tenor of the content of the book. So excited to read that for the pod. Um, I remember it being very cool. I think this podcast was born from me telling you about how cool that book is. I really hope it holds up to my memory of it, uh, because I Uh, feel like I've really oversold it. I'm kind of nervous about that. Um, But we'll see. We'll see soon. um, We will. So my story begins similar with me getting to choose out a book at Indigo, but my copy of Revenge of the Sith that I have right here with me has an Indigo 30% off sticker, so I was able to get it cheaply enough. Um, And I was nine at the time. Um, uh, So then I read Revenge of the Sith, uh, and the book is fucking incredible. Um, As uh, I think people familiar with Star Wars stuff in general, even if they don't know Stover um, in particular, are familiar with the fact that people think the Revenge of the Sith novel is one of the best Star Wars books. Legendarily Uh, good, licensed novel. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Definitely the best novelization I've ever read, but I I admit I haven't read that many other ones. Um, How many novelizations have most people read of uh, things, generally? uh, 
very few, I'd imagine. But um, the second best novelization I've read is the Incredibles novelization, but that's a second story uh, that I'm not going to get into here. Um, the So I read Revenge of the Sith, then watched Revenge of the Sith in theaters when it came out a bit after the book came out. And uh, common viewpoint here, uh, not particularly revelatory to say, I think the book is better than the movie for Revenge of the Sith. Um, so I was a bit disappointed in the theater. Then, um, uh, a year or two later, uh, my fifth and sixth grade gym teacher, uh, who was also like the, because of how fifth, how like elementary school works, uh, who was also like the, like homeroom teacher to a different class than I was in. Oh, sure. Uh, and like cultivated like a class library for his class the way you do when you're an elementary school teacher um uh when you're going and getting a bunch of books for your kids to read out of your own budget because you're, yeah, you just uh, have a bunch of like old paperbacks on the shelves in the normal classroom yeah um and he just had basically every star wars eu novel in his classroom hell yeah um, dudes rock uh and he was like uh and I was super into the EU at this, like, 8 of 10 or 11. I had already, like, read the entire uh, uh, X-Wing series by uh, Stackpole and Aaron Alston and, and loved it. I'm less high on those now, but I'm still, I'm still someone who thinks of them fondly and has read them all, like, over a dozen times. Um, I'd read, like, the Thrawn trilogy and, like, various other ones, and I was like... Uh, my my actual thing there was uh, I really wanted to read the Cestus Deception because I was oh, yeah. thought I thought Kit Fisto was the coolest Jedi. Hell um, yes! And he he was the one who finally gave me that, and he was like, "If you like this, you should read this Mace Windu book after it." Um, and I did like it, so I then took Shatterpoint uh, from him, and also loved that. Um, also, being an eleven-year-old reading this uh, incredibly gruesome Star Wars novel that a teacher had personally recommended to me, uh, and he was right. Orders to... of magnitude, like the books, get away with more stuff than the movies do, obviously. But like Shatterpoint is orders of magnitude more grisly than any other Star Wars thing that I've read. That's not like explicitly doing like a horror thing, and. Um... Yeah, for sure. And then Stover's story continued many years before I read the next book. I'm like 10 or 11. I'm not really thinking about Star Wars books by authors at this point. I'm just being like, I like when the wars stars. Of um, course. So, um, but eventually in high school, I get into uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh, and I read a bunch of the magic novels. Uh, this is probably... I need to look up what yours is, but I know what Magic Set had just come out, but I don't know what year it was in. Um, okay, it was 2013. Um, and uh, the best of the Magic novels by far was a book called Test of Metal about one of the antagonists, Tezzeret. I thought it ruled. Uh, it wasn't till like eight years later, uh, not eight years, That's that was last year, uh, like five years later, that I was like going over stuff and be like, oh shit, that's by the guy who wrote uh, those Star Wars books I liked. Um, King. Uh, yeah, G good guy at making licensed novelizations. That book is non canon to magic now uh, because uh, 
Uh, Stubber went a bit all in on some bullshit uh, in a way that rules, uh, but uh, I guess they didn't like that. Um, we'll talk about that more when we get there. And then, uh, like, about a year ago now, no, a bit less, like, this summer, actually, I read Shadows of Mindor uh, because I was like, oh, there's another uh, Stover Star Wars book I haven't read. I should read that. And uh, of the thematic trilogy that is constructed between... In my head, between Shatterpoint, Revenge of the Sith, and Mindor, I think Mindor is the weakest of them, but that is to say, I think it's the fourth best Star Wars book ever written. Uh, with <laughs> yeah, only, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with only the other two Stovers I have read and uh, the recent Visions novel Ronin above it. Um, I'm very looking forward to getting to uh, Mindor on this podcast, because there's some sick-ass shit that happens in that book. 100%. Um, and yeah, um, the thing that's important to know, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and somehow not one of the people who already knows this, uh, is that I am constant. Is that me and to maybe a bit of a lesser extent, Ida are always posting about the Revenge of the Sith novel when people talk about Star Wars. Um, it is simply uh, an incredibly cool book that really is, I think, is smart about the stuff we talk about when we talk about star wars in Uh, addition to just kind of fleshing the things you would want to see more of from that movie out really well like deepening those character relationships and giving more context on like the political situation of that world matthew stover is just like a really he's a writer with a lot of flair like there there are a lot of good just like turns of phrase in that book it's a very quotable book there's that like kind of meme twitter account that just tweets like lines from that book, like every few hours. And it works because that book is so iconic in its prose. Yeah. The the only thing that I think might make uh, the Revenge of the Sith novel not the most quotable novel is that sometimes the prose that just goes super hard is t- too long a segment to easily quote uh, and give you the full context because I'm like, Ah, the part that I want to quote um, that begins at, this is Anakin Skywalker. This is how it feels to be Anakin Skywalker forever. And it's just solidly kick-ass, like four pages. Yeah. Uh, That is too long to give a Python quote, but it just like has the energy of the thing you want to quote the whole way through. And I'm excited, like in the method of this podcast, which I don't think we've explicitly said in this uh, episode zero so far, is to read all of Stover's books in publication order. Um... I'm excited to see, like, this style of prose develop, um, because uh, we we have, uh, we're, we're recording this immediately before we record our first episode on Iron Dawn, uh, and it is interesting already to me to contrast the prose styles of Iron Dawn and Revenge of the Sith, and then I'm super interested to go to the novels that are more recent than Revenge of the Sith, because despite it kind of being the, like, central work in our minds, I think it's fair to say. And Uh, also kind of the central work in Matthew Stover's mind, like, it's, like, he's on Twitter, and he gets a lot of interaction with fans, and there is a degree to which, like, fans just tweet at him about Star Wars a lot, because he's the guy who wrote the famous Star Wars book. But it kind of does seem like he thinks Revenge of the Sith is his best work, which I think is interesting. 
Yeah, it's very easy to imagine the writer who writes the best Star Wars novel author ever and then is like annoyed that no one pays attention to his other stuff to the same degree, but Matt seems pretty excited that he wrote the best Star Wars novel ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was in the middle of saying something before I got distracted by saying it was our center. Right, I was saying that it, it's like the focus, it's like the center point to us, uh, and it's also maybe the center point chronologically, uh, because I think... Yeah. Uh, let me His first up. books were in 1997. His last books were in 2012. And Revenge of the Sith is 2005. It's a little bit more than halfway in his like overall bibliography. He's a little more top-heavy than bottom-heavy. But like chronologically, it's right in the middle. Yeah. Um, and I'm very... So I'm very excited to like read uh, the later novels. I haven't read um, like t- Test of Metals post-Revenge of the Sith. Um, it's actually the second last book. Uh, and I recall it being very good, but uh, I'm just hoping that Kane's Law, his last book, is se- is secretly the best one, just so we can like put in the podcast description. Though this is the end of the Age of Stover, it has saved its best for last. <laughs> um, be sick as hell. It would be. Um, I am. I'm just really hoping that I love Kane's stuff because it sounds. It sounds like it could be cool or bad, but because I know what Stover is interested in in terms of his writing, and it's the part of it that is cool to me. It would be a uh, real bummer if it was bad, knowing Stover's interests and knowing how much we like things he wrote later that are kind of politically adjacent to the kinds of things that happen in Heroes Die. Yes. Um, the, the biggest question mark on this whole list, I'm going to read the list now uh, of... Mm-hmm. Here are the books we are going to read in the order we're going to read them. First is Iron Dawn, uh, which is the start of a series uh, that is Greek and other mythology uh, inspired. Um, next is Heroes Die, the start of Cain, which would you describe it as a cyberpunk series? It's uh, like a like a cyberpunk fantasy blend. It's like cyberpunk people hopping into a fantasy world and destroying it politically for, like, material gain. I'm like, how could I not like something like that when someone like Stover's writing it? It has to be sick. Um, and then Jericho Moon, the sequel to Iron Dawn. And then maybe Heart of Bronze, which is an omnibus of Iron Dawn and Jericho Moon, and we're not entirely sure if it doesn't have anything else. We'll figure that out at some point. Um, then Blade of Tashel, the second, uh, Kane book, then, uh, Star Wars, the New Jedi Order Traitor, which is like book 13 of a series. We need to figure out how, how, (laughs) we need to figure out how we're going to go about this. I've read, uh, the first nine, I think I've read, uh, the New Jedi Order up to Star by Star, uh, and I've read none of this shit. <laughs> and, I don't care. <laughs> and for those of you who are Star Wars enough to know what the fuck I'm about to say without um, also knowing New Jedi Order, New Jedi Order is the Yuzhang Vong War series, um, which uh, is something of a... It's controversial, the right word, for how people feel about it. Um People have thoughts about the Yuzhang Vong, and I'm sure we will too when we get there. 
uh, whether or not uh, Ina ends up reading all of these books or not, um, which I'm not sure. Starting a second podcast feed just for New Jedi Order shit. Yeah. um, uh, I I have, like, long thoughts about them. I've stopped reading after Star by Star for a very specific reason of a thing I was mad about in that book, uh, which I imagine I will elucidate when we get to Traitor. After Traitor is Shatterpoint. Um, Shatterpoint's incredible. Uh, All time. Yeah. I guess the full title is Mace Windu Shatterpoint. It is a book about Mace Windu, and it is also an adaptation of uh, Heart of Darkness, and it's just kind of incredible. Um, Revenge of the Sith, incredible novelization. Uh, Then we've got Kane Blackknife, another Kane book. Uh, Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor. also a great Star Wars book. The God of War novelization, which is co-written with... This is with... the thing that I am the <laughs> I am salivating to get to God of War because he did co-write it with another author, but this book came out five years after God of War. Like, God of War 2 and 3 were out when this book came out, and it's a novelization of a terrible game with no story. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what we could hope for this. I mean... I think Stover is a pretty good action writer, so I can imagine uh, Kratos is going to have some good action scenes in it. But like plot-wise, I have no what idea what do you do to make this like a four hundred page book. Uh, you you just expand on all of God of War's terrible sex scenes. Um, Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, after God of War is Test of Metal, the best Magic the Gathering book. Um, all. Th- that I think about a lot. Uh, and then finally, Kane's Law. Um, so this is a total of... What, like, 13 bucks? Uh, 12 if Heart yes. uh, of Bronze ends up not having any original content. Uh, there is also audiobook version... Not audiobook, ebook versions of Iron Dawn and Jericho Moon that supposedly have extra stuff that got cut out of the print versions... Uh, that we cannot find anywhere. They're not available anymore. The service that hosted them is down. Um, yeah, they were published in like 2010. These books came out in 97 and like 99 or something. And uh, the one website that had them is just blasted off the face of the internet. It exists as a web archive like yeah. URL, but it, I can't find them anywhere. Yeah, so if uh, by some miracle, someone listening to this podcast can like hook us up with a copy of those ebooks. I am actually like very interested in seeing what changed, but um, it looks like we're just not going to be able to make that happen unless someone parachutes down with these ebooks for us. Yeah, um, Stover also has a smattering of short fiction and a couple essays that he's written. Um, we haven't really talked about if we're going to try to cover that stuff. It seems like a lot of it is similarly hard to find. Uh, so I feel like if we do, that'll kind of be like a postscript sort of thing. And yeah. We'll hash that out later. But the main project is definitely his published novels. Yeah. Um, like, I am, I'd be excited to read short stories I could find, but I also... Um, 
Compared to, well, one of the inspirations for this podcast is Range Touch, Just King Things. But it turns out people have done uh, much less work, like archiving everything to do with Matthew Stover than they did with Stephen King for some reason. When you Google search Matthew Stover, you are taking a 50-50 shot in the dark to get information about Matthew Stover, the NFL uh, place kicker from uh, the 70s. Uh if that guy wants the guest on the show, though, open invitation. <laughs> uh, if Matthew Silver, the author, wants to come on the show, also open invitation. Uh, that would probably like make more sense for the podcast, but, um, you know, uh, if, either one will accept. If 55-year-old Super Bowl 35 MVP for the Ravens, Matt Stover, wants to guest on our podcast and uh, talk about Magic the Gathering, he is more than welcome. Hit us up. We're on Twitter. We have an email. We would oh, we love should... to have you. Ina. Yeah. Should we say what our Twitter and email are on the podcast, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our Twitter account uh, is at Stovercast on Twitter. Um, our pin tweet is the schedule of the books. And, uh, you know, that'll probably be more relevant as we're actually publishing episodes. But uh, it's up there. So you can keep up with us on Twitter.com. And we've been soliciting emails for uh, people to submit questions or comments about uh, books. Uh, and that email address is itsallstover at gmail.com. Do we have anything else to talk about that's episode zero stuff? Uh, because... I think we have covered what we think of the books to the degree we should before we get to the books. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Our first one's going to be Iron Dawn from 1997. I'm uh, excited to get into it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to uh, do the podcast host thing and now plug my stuff at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, which is... Um, I am a tabletop game designer, and you can find my games at sniperserpent.itch.io. Um, there are many of them now. I have released many this year. Uh, my most famous is Anomaly, a game about a supernatural anomaly being investigated by a sinister agency. Uh, but I've got all types of gm list storytelling games out there. Uh, and I imagine I'm probably going to end up making a game about a Stover book at some point. He offers lots of inspiration. He does. Uh, Ina, do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Poifa, P-O-Y-F-U-H. Um, but this is the other thing that I do. So, uh, no, that's it. Yeah, uh, you could follow me on Twitter, but I'm not going to tell you how. That's the end of the episode, everyone. Look forward to Iron Dawn. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to publish it versus this one. Um, so, but pr probably pretty soon. Yeah.